One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm speaking to you after Toronto Raptors. Took down the Atlanta Magic by a score of 107 to 85 in game four. Look, if you're looking for reasons why this Raptors team is different than previous Raptors teams, this game is the one example you should look to because when they had a chance to put the Magic away to stomp on their necks, that's exactly what they did. I mean, this was just a dominating performance. This is just something where the previous Raptors teams wouldn't have done this. I mean, literally, the Raptors have never held a 3-1 advantage. And it's not like they haven't been up 2-1 with an opportunity to go up 3-1. No, these Game 4s, these swing games, as uh, Sirit said on Twitter, you know, these games where Game 4 really reveal who you are, the Raptors in these Game 4s have always shown some sign of weakness. You know, I remember last year, I was in Washington. Raptors were up 2-1. We're up 2 nothing after uh, the first two games at home. They go out on the road. They lose game three. It's one of those things where, like, all right, look, them, you know, um, the Wizards, they came out with a lot of energy in game three. You can understand that loss, but that game four, I was there. I remember it. It was a tough game. The Raptors were in the game. It was very close. I'm not sure if they had a lead or if they were down, but regardless, it was very close. And then early in the fourth quarter, Bradley Beal picks up a very, extremely dubious foul call, and he fouls out. And so the Raptors have this prime golden opportunity to take over, to make a statement, you know, after winning the first seed, after winning 59 games, everything like that, you know, just take over and actually win and just take care of business, and they couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, the Wizards ended up tying that series, and the Raptors ended up winning games five and six. But, you know, again, previous teams, they just didn't have that sort of killer edge. They didn't have the killer instinct. Today, the Raptors, like the Magic just never really had a chance. The Magic came out strong, you know, they came out energetic. That's something that... Steve Clifford talked about plenty in terms of just the magic to get off the better starts. The Raptors have gotten off to 11-0 in Game 2 and then 11 or sorry, 10-0 in Game 3. So, you know, the magic this time come out to a 7-0 lead. The Raptors are committing these weird turnovers. Nick Vucevic is hitting these little mid-range pick-and-pops, which is really, you know, helping the team get some confidence. But then, you know, the Raptors regroup. They regroup. And really, the reason they regrouped was because playoff Kawhi back and healthy. You know, he took some Tylenol, whatever. Took some you know time off from practice and stuff, and he came back and he's just just as good in this game as he was in uh in in game two at home, which obviously was very memorable, and that was our introduction to playoff Kawhi. This is a follow up, and this is more of the same. And if anything else, um you know this game was also really encouraging because it seemed like for once Kawhi actually got his you know free throw calls for once. Like that's something Kawhi talked about as well. It was just look, you know, part of the reason I've been struggling a little bit is also because I'm just not usually getting the right calls at the rim and. Today he got nine free throw attempts, which is honestly proportionate to how physical and how much he plays inside. He's always constantly driving. And, you know, it's part one of those things where he's so strong, you know, it's it's hard to officiate him, like, you know, give him the same calls that most other players would get, you know. It's one thing to bump Terrence Ross and then, you know, he's so skinny he's going to move around, you're going to notice the contact. With Kawhi, he's literally so strong, he drags defenders with him on his drives to the rim. And so... You know, not all of it was called, but I mean, also, it was just quiet played a lot better. Like, you know, like, uh, it seemed like in game three, he couldn't buy a jump shot. Today, 
um, you know, ruthlessly efficient, 12 of 20, you know, the, the mid-range jumper. I mean, there were a couple plays. I mean, I've, I've said this on the podcast a couple times, but it's a couple plays. We were just like, this is MJ with cornrows. Like, this is, he's, he's, he's got, he's got that little, like, mid-range game just completely down pat. Like, you know, and it's hard because, you know, he'll drive, like, across the lane and then stop on a dime and then go up perfectly still while the defender is still going the other way. And there's just no way for them to recover unless they have the sort of same strength in their legs, really, and uh, to uh, and the same coordination. And Kawhi is just consistently able to get those shots up. And it's so deadly because, you know, most teams are conceding that mid-range shot. And, uh, you know, that that's where Kawhi really excels. But seriously, Kawhi was awesome. And there was a play where in the fourth quarter um, – you know, <laughs> the Magic, they had hit a couple of shots just to sort of keep and stay within striking distance. It felt like the Raptors could have ran away with it just in the third quarter anyway. But, you know, Terrence Ross hits this incredible buzzer beater, you know, running buzzer beater from half court. He's, this is literally the second game in a row he's done that now. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon was was having a great game. I mean, I came away really impressed with Aaron Gordon tonight. Um but, you know, yeah, the bench gives the Raptors a boost, and I'll talk about it in a second. But, you know, what finally, you know, put the Raptors over the top was Kawhi came in, had a chase down block against Wesson one dude. The play goes the other way. The the ball finds Kawhi. And this is what I mean. The guy's so strong. He, he literally, like, Iwandu was playing him perfectly. Kawhi just drove through his body and, and got in for a layup. And, like, that was one of those things that was, like, demoralizing, really, because you're the magic. Because, like, there's nothing you could do to stop him, right? Even if you try to make this comeback, you know, you, you know, like, who knows? Like, it's not unreasonable for the team to make a comeback. Like, they were only down, like, 12, 13 points, and they're at home. You know, I, I could have seen a situation where at least previous Raptors teams, they would have blown that. But previous Raptors teams didn't have Kawhi. And Kawhi was just unstoppable tonight, man. I mean, he's, and, and when you see that, and when you when you play perfect defense, and he's literally doing whatever he wants to you, like, it's over. So, you know, Flav Kawhi showed up, uh, you know, showed a sense of urgency. But, you know, there's also a game where, look, the Raptors as a whole really executed really well because, um, you know, the Magic played with a lot more desperation. I thought this is the type of defense that they would end up playing um, in terms of just how um, athletic their personnel is. Like, the, for like they're long, and they play into that by sort of staying home and being conservative, and that's Steve Clifford's philosophy. But the Raptors have been scoring so well um against that scheme that they decided to like you know, become more aggressive they were basically zoning up um whenever you know Kyle had the ball whenever Kawhi had the ball whenever Pascal had the ball and so there was always a, a slight advantage on the other side of the floor and I thought you know the Magic did a great job with just you know forcing the Raptors into turnovers they had 14 today you know they they turned them into you know transition points um 13 for the Magic and so you know it's something where they use their length. They pressure the Raptors. The Raptors made a couple of skip passes that were ill-advised. They got picked off. You know, guys like Terrence Ross, Aaron Gorn, Jonathan Isaac, those guys are all very athletic and um, and active. And so, you know, they played a swarming style defense. But the Raptors handled it pretty pretty well. I mean, A, you know, it, it helps when Kawhi can just give you 34 points on 12 of 20 shooting and barely break a sweat. But uh, it, it also helps when, like, you have such good playmakers and such heady playmakers in Marcus Gasol, Kyle Lowry, you know, clinical finishers and Danny Green. Danny Green didn't even really hit the three as efficiently as he usually does. I mean, I mean, he had some, you know, mint looks that he just uh, whiffed on. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, Danny was, you know, finishing out those sequences. Pascal, obviously, is, is very efficient with his offense, even though he wasn't really featured today. He just got, you know, 14 points, or he got 16 points within the flow of the offense, which I think is very impressive. I mean, seriously, like, not once that I remember him posting up and then running plays like it was in game three. Pascal was just playing in the game and, and taking the shots available to him. And uh, he still got 16. But then, 
what was really a nice surprise today was just how much the bench actually gave the Raptors a boost. Um, and those three guys off the bench that, you know, the Raptors are relying on right now, they're basically running a tight eight-man rotation, are Norman Powell, Serge Ibaka, and Fred Van Vliet. Now, coming into this game, the Magic, um, you know, obviously their bench has played outplayed the Raptors bench for the most part, but it was largely, literally, if you just look at Terrence Ross and Michael Carter-Williams, those two guys combined had scored more points than the Raptors' entire bench crew. And then keep in mind that, you know, there's plenty of garbage time in uh, in Game 2 as well because that was a blowout. So it, it was just one of those situations where the Raptors' bench guys had to play better. You know, Part of it was, you know, Ibaka and Van Vliet having trouble with the pick and roll and the norm sort of basically being a little bit tentative and only taking threes and stuff. So they weren't as effective. But today, all three of them, to, to varying degrees, were very effective, you know. Um Fred, I thought, you know, ended up taking a couple of ill-advised shots, but ultimately, you know, he created on a couple of plays where he got either got to the line or got an improbable uh, layup to fall. I remember one he he got over Aaron Gordon. I thought it was like, wow, I thought he was pinned, but then he somehow got a reverse layup. Um, you know, Fred was was decent, but, I mean, the two guys on the bench that really shine were Serge Ibaka and Norman Powell, who, again, going back to that, uh, th- you know, third quarter, fourth quarter stretch, it was really anyone's game at that point in, in the sense that, you know, the Magic, if they wanted to, they could have made a push against Raptors' weaker units and gotten themselves back into the game, and who knows? You know, if, in a close game, you got a couple calls going your way, a couple shots go down, a couple misses for the Raptors, and all of a sudden you end up in a game one situation where you steal a game. Um but the bench never let them have uh, have that, you know. Surge ends up taking a twenty footer. He, he drains that. Um, it kind of you know dribbles in, but he, he got it. Uh, Surge got a vital putback, and uh, you know Norm also chipped in with a couple of driving layups, just sort of flying and and going a hundred percent speed towards the rim, and uh, you know attacking guys like Terrence Ross and, and using his physicality and, and you know as athleticism. And quite honestly, like. This is things that like Norm's always capable of, right? Like you know, we Norm is sort of inconsistent, so he only have like one good game in four games, and the other three will be, you know, you hardly even notice he's there. But today he was great. Like he had sixteen points in seven of nine shooting, one of two from the three point line, hit a free throw, you know, um, was a plus fourteen in twenty one minutes. I mean, you know, he even got a podium game. That's a Norman Powell podium game. That's that's when you know the Raptors have definitely won. Oh, Norman Powell is going to the podium because usually, you know, in terms of playoff history with the Raptors, if Norman's playing well, the Raptors are pretty much guaranteed to win. So Norman gave them a huge boost. And also Serge, I, I just want to commend Serge a lot because, you know, in this series especially, um, because of how much um, length the Magic are putting out there with their bench, like Fred is just not really able to create good offense for Serge. Now, Fred isn't even the best playmaker to begin with, but... Um, you know, Fred and Serge just really haven't really worked well together in this series. But um, Serge today, I think he'd made a great adjustment in terms of just he went out and got his own offense. And he can do that as a big man by just, you know, playing hard, going and hustling and, and getting on the glass. And, you know, that's part of why Serge had, you know, such a nice year this season, especially with his scoring, was that not only was he playing with, you know, Kyle Lowry a lot and in the new position at center, so there's a better spacing and, and things like this. But um, Serge also just showed a lot more activity in terms of, you know, getting on the offensive glass. This is, you know, one of his better years in terms of offensive rebounding, and, and, and his finishing on the basket has been solid. So today he got to the rim, uh, you know, got three offensive rebounds today, got a couple of putbacks, you know, hit an outside three. And, you know, that's one of those things where if you're Serge, like, part of it is on you too. Like, you can't always just expect the other – guys to feed you like you got you you are a capable player you are you know bigger quite honestly than anyone the magic have on their bench and so you know surge yeah you know you can go get your own offense sometimes and i think 
uh, if he takes that mentality and he plays with that hustle, especially because he's not playing as many minutes because now Gasol's in, like if that's the case, then like you know just go out there and and do your best and 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 work hard and you know it, it's obviously unfortunate. It's it's not great that he got benched, um, but I mean obviously it's unfortunate because Gasol is just better, but. Um, but still, it's not like he can't be effective, and I thought today was a great example of how he could be effective. This is the blueprint for how he's going to be successful going forward. But um, just overall, it was just, you know, more than anything else, it was just a really good defensive performance of the Raptors, too. I mean, the Magic only had 85 points, like 85 points in a playoff game, right? And, 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 and you know, this is a fully healthy team. They got capable scorers, but, you know, once again, Nick Vucevic couldn't do anything against Gasol. There's just nothing. Like, he's going to have nightmares about Gasol. Like, Magic fans were booing at one point because, uh, you know, Vucevic went strong to the rim and Gasol just blocked him. And they're like, oh, it's a foul. And then the, you see the replay. It's the cleanest block you've ever seen. <laughs> it's just He just has nothing against Gasol. Now, you hit a couple of mid-range jumpers, and it's fine. The Raptors didn't overreact nothing. They're just like, you can keep shooting jumpers if you want to. We're not letting you get anything in the paint. He was a ter- he had another terrible game. 11 points on minus, uh, you know, it was a minus 19 on the, on the night and shot 5 of 14. Um, the Raptors did a great job going at Isaac. Now, again, the foul calls in this game, uh, you know, were a lot looser for the Raptors around the rim. Obviously, it's a different crew than the, the the previous two that, you know, or the previous three that have officiated so far. But, um, but yeah, Isaac, you know, they made a point of attacking him, and then uh, you know he ended up in foul trouble, and uh, you know he lost his confidence. He didn't really have anything going. He took this stupid uh, dribble, like he started like just starting to dribble and attack from the mid range. He took a ill advised mid range shot, and I don't think I think I don't think he saw the floor after that. I think he was just strictly benched, which is uh, pretty wild to me because I think Isaac is actually really useful in the series. But, you know, all the talk coming into the series was how much Isaac's defense was going to be a factor. He had zero points in sixteen minutes, all four shooting, didn't defend anybody, and um, and yeah, just you know he was neutralized. You know, so the Raptors had so it's the uh, the Magic. Sorry, they had to go to their bench to find production with Isaac out. You know, they went to Terrence Ross. I mean, Terrence. I mean, listen, as a Raptors fan, I have a message to other Ma- to uh, to Magic fans. Listen, if you are a playoff team relying on Terrence Ross, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be in for some disappointment. Now, Terrence has played really well in the playoffs so far. On the whole, um, even in Game One, when you know he only shot two of eleven, I thought he was still pretty good with his playmaking. Today. Terrence was one of five from the field, one of four from three. That one was a half-court running prayer that he banked in. So really, he should have gone, you know, without scoring. And also, his defense was just so bad. You want to know why Norm had a great game? Well, a lot of that was because he was matched up against Terrence and just literally his eyes were lighting up every time he saw Terrence. But, you know, you know when you take Isaac off the floor, that also means that there's only, Gordon can only guard one of Kawhi or Pascal, and so the Raptors, you know, made sure to pick on uh, Terrence a little bit defensively as well, and, and and you know Terrence ended up being a minus twenty five and thirty one minutes, which, you know, again as 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 effective as he's been in, in certain scenarios, and the Raptors have obviously treated him with a ton of respect, you know, double teaming him all the time and trapping him and stuff like that, you basically giving him the Steph Curry treatment, but I mean like, you know, Terrence just. He takes a lot off the floor. he takes a lot off the table, and if if he's not hitting those threes, so they picked on him, and then you know just everywhere else, you know Fournier got a couple of you know scores inside. That's fine. That's the game plan. Like they're gonna run him off the three point line and sort of make him go inside. You know he he ends up having nineteen points and sixteen shots. Like cool, congratulations. Like you know DJ Augustine only eight points so far. Like you know wasn't really a factor. I mean, Aaron Gordon was really the only guy giving the Raptors trouble, but even him, he was basically taking the shots the Raptors were giving him, right? The Raptors basically don't want him to post up. They don't want him to, you know, take layups. And um, they didn't give him any. 
Like most of the time, Aaron Gordon was taking outside shots and making them and, and mid range pull ups and threes. And he's a talented player and he works really hard and, you know, he can make a couple of those, but, you know, it's fine. The Raptors are completely cool with the Magic shooting outside shots. Like, you know, they know that they're not going to be beaten with that formula. And um, when Gordon did go inside, by the way, yeah, Serge Ibaka had one of the nastiest blocks of the season. Um, and it, it it wasn't like a disrespectful kind of thing. It wasn't like a chase down block. He didn't stare at him and you know, throw, throw the ball at him or anything. But Gordon just tried his very best to dunk on him. And, and, and you know, Aaron Gordon is obviously one of the premier dunkers in the NBA. He's super athletic. And Serge just met him at the rim and uh, and sent him back down. Like, literally sent him and the ball and the body all down at the same time. Um, so, you know, Raptors' defense was great. And, again, like this, the, you know, what was so encouraging about this game was just th- this killer instinct. Like, the Raptors, like, uh, they just, as a franchise, just have never had a killer instinct. But, uh, but uh, like I said earlier, they never had Kawhi, man. Kawhi was so good like it's it's just it's just kind of funny how good he is you know what I mean like when you watch it it's almost like it's unfair like the only thing I could really reference to and compare it to is is this must have how it felt when you know other when Cavs fans are watching LeBron against us in previous seasons it was just like you know oh it's nice that oh look oh Corey Joseph has a couple of shots today and like oh look you know you know Bismack Biyombo blocked uh, Tristan Thompson it's like oh cool you know all this stuff this stuff's happening oh Kyle you know started to the river a couple of times like it doesn't matter because we had the best player and when we when he wants to he's going to impose himself on the game and there's nothing you could do to stop him and that's basically what happened with Kawhi today and Kawhi has just been Kawhi's been incredible like everything is as advertised you know um, exactly as advertised to be honest. Um, and, and as a playoff performer, it's just super impressive. I mean, you know, game one, he was great, didn't play enough minutes, but he was great. Game two, obviously sensational, today sensational, and it was just that one game where he was sick. That's it. And, you know, even afterwards, he was like, he's talked about it. He's like, look, I didn't talk about it because, you know, and it, it, he really didn't talk about it. It was Nick Nurse who talked about it. But um, Kawhi said he, he didn't talk about it because, you know, he doesn't doesn't want to make any excuses. Yeah, and uh and he, and he went out there and he backed it up 34 points in 35 minutes. It's actually funny watching him on the podium afterwards because, you know, like, you look how happy Pascal was, um, you know, how much Danny was looking to pa- hype up, you know, Pascal after, you know, he had 30 points and things like that. You know, and that's kind of the the reaction that most players have. They, they they know that, like, the podium is like a place where, you know, they can get some content. They can sort of, you know, raise their profile. It's like an interesting um, platform. It's become a platform because the players know that there are a lot of viral moments coming out of that um post game setting and then you see Kawhi after scoring 34 points in a crucial game four and he's literally sitting there bored out of his mind wearing like a white like new balance shirt slash jacket I couldn't really tell to be honest looked like a really baggy uh, prom shirt that I wore to uh to prom but um but yeah I mean he was just sitting there like bored out of his mind you know giving the same flat answers and it's just it's just funny it's, it really is just funny to watch because like again like he doesn't it's it's very refreshing to not have a player get sort of caught up in the moment, you know, to to get too emotional, not high, not too high, not too low. I mean, he's perfectly zen all the time. He's focused on the task, and you know, it's just a, it's a great mentality. It's a common mentality as, as a as a leader when you see that a guy like like Kawhi can just make sure he can take care of business, and um, you know, the rest of the team can just play off of that. It, it's it's a huge luxury because the Raptors just haven't had that kind of start, you know, like. It's not fair to really compare, you know, DeMar to Kawhi because, like, they're two different classes as players, you know? And um, the mentality is entirely different, you know? And Kawhi, he has this, like, quiet determination, 
and um, you know he's not afraid of any moment at all, and that comes from literally having won a championship and 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 uh, you know being Finals MVP. It's this team is this team is pretty stacked, pretty stacked. And and lastly, before I go on to three stars and stuff, I just wanted to quickly touch on Gasol and Lowry because you know this point has been made before. I'm pretty sure Assad was the first one to make it. Um, I gotta get him on the podcast soon, but um, yeah, I mean Lowry and Gasol are basically like the same like player spiritually like both like team first stars that will are willing to sacrifice willing to play defense willing to move the ball willing to make the extra hustle play like this is the thing like Kyle scoring nine points no one's gonna complain about that at all because he's doing so many other things like I watched them single-handedly like box out uh Kem Birch for a rebound and you know he didn't even have great position but like he just like by sheer will move the man who's like pretty much like 50 pounds heavier than him and like t- 10 inches taller than him just move them out of the way and there's small subtle plays like you know obviously everyone knows about the charges and he took another one today he literally is taking one every game now but um there's also another play where i think he was working a little like broken play two-man game with norman powell on the baseline and Norm went baseline, and Kyle just stopped instead of clearing out in that area. And what that did was that he it basically acted as a screen, and it got Norm a free path to the rim, where Kyle basically screened his own man, who was the only guy who was available to help on the play. He stopped so that he can neutralize that guy and st- and give Norm a clear path to the rim. And it's just it's so clever. He's such a smart player in the passing and stuff like that. You know, Kyle, a little bit turnover prone today. I think the Magic, again, like I said, you know, what they're trapping defense – um, you know, Kyle had a little bit of trouble with it sometimes. They throw a couple of ill-advised passes, but overall, Kyle's you know ball movement and passing and playmaking was great, and um, you know, knocked down the shots that he was, he had on the floor, like you know, two of five from three, three of eight from the field. You know, got to the free throw line. Like this is, you know, this is a classic Kyle game. And then Mark, and this is another thing. Where, like, so Mark only played twenty five minutes because you know A Serge was playing really well, and B like you know. Um, actually, I, I don't really know. I guess there was some garbage time at the end, so he didn't really get to play his full stint of minutes. But you know, with the way the Magic were sort of rotating and, and contesting against them, like he didn't have a lot of open shots, he didn't really force any shots, and he just kept the ball moving and uh, he played great defense. Again, Busevich struggled, and uh, you know he only takes three shots in 25 minutes. We're talking about a multiple-time All-Star, an All-NBA level player, a, you know, a very, very established resume being completely content to take three shots and you know you'll never hear a peep out of uh, a mark about complaining about his stats he literally doesn't play for his stats he's just uh he's just there to keep everything humming and and with the starting lineup with Gasol in it it just makes it super super dynamic and also very uh, effective defensively so i'm uh I'm, I'm very encouraged by this performance and again the mentality of the raptors this season has completely completely changed you know so uh, in terms of three stars, Kawhi obviously number one, 34 points, 12 of 20 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, 8 of 9 from the free throw line. It's it's great that he's finally getting calls. So there's honestly a couple of calls and I'm like, yo, this is some superstar calls right here, like James Harden level. But, you know, it's fine. You got you to gotta overcrack sometimes when you, when you know you're wrong the man. So, um, you know, he also got six rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, plus 20, 35 minutes. I mean, the man did whatever he wanted to. It's 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 very comforting. I think uh, my buddy Chris Walter said on Twitter, uh, Kawhi cures anxiety, and I think you know. I mean, obviously, he's you know you know being cute with that, but also I think <laughs> speaking as a fan, like there were a couple moments in the fourth quarter where I saw the timeline. Uh, everyone's a little bit you know overconfident about the Raptors. They're talking about, oh, I'm not going to watch the fourth quarter. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones or whatever because they're overlapping. And um, 
I'm just like, yo, I mean, I, do I trust the Raptors to hold a 13-point lead with the bench and, you know, th- with a quarter plus to go on the road in the playoff setting? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, like you know, sometimes I just forget that Kawhi's there and he can literally do whatever he wants. So it's a, it's a great luxury. Second star, I'm giving that to Norman Powell. Um, just love the way he attacked the, the basket. Um, just super energetic, super um, uh, willful going to the rim. Like what Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse described him as a rocket, uh, which is honestly when Norman Powell's at his best, when he can catch out on the go, um, he has such a great burst that he's going to get by his man. And at that point, it's just about finishing. In previous seasons, you know, he would rush and he would like fly in 100 miles per hour and then clank these layups. Today, I mean, I saw a couple of plays where he was really um, – really smart about the way he was finishing you know just because you have a beat on your man doesn't necessarily mean you should rush to get the shot off like if anything you should use that beat to sort of like you know feel the defender is you know get that contact and and go over the top and and, you know do whatever you need to do to finish something that you know pascal and Kawhi do really well actually with their patience and um you know no i thought he he showed that against terrence ross today but you know it's also really aggressive and the 16 points this is great i mean again norm's gonna have a lot of off nights in the playoffs where he's completely disappears but when he's on the raptors almost always win it's a great uh great lecture to have and then third star i'm gonna give it to Serge Ibaka just because um yeah i'm not saying he's the third best player in this game but you know, he played well. And again, the Raptors bench, like the starters are going to be great. Like the starters are literally, they play great every single game. Now today, like the Magic came out with a lot of energy in the first quarter. And so it kind of like neutralized a little bit of what they would usually do. But the starters, I think are like plus 50 or plus 60 now after this game on a whole. But the bench has been terrible, right? And uh, finally, the bench played well today. You know, I think Ibaka and Norm are basically the biggest reasons for that. And so I'm going to second and third stars, you know, so... Surge, 13 points, 8 rebounds, and assist, 5 of 6 shooting, 1 of 2 from the 3-point line, 2 to the free throw line. Um, yeah, Surge is locked in. And again, this is another veteran who's who's sacrificing a lot. You know, Having a, a career year in terms of scoring, gets sent to the bench midway through the season, and uh, you know, it, it, when he produces, you know, it, it, it's such a luxury for the Raptors because the Raptors, honestly, like part of what made them so successful all season is how much production they got out of their centers, Ibaka especially because he was the, cons- the constant throughout. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's just been weird seeing him struggle with the bench. We know he's better than that. And today he, he, you know, he, he amped up his intensity defensively, offensively, just everything. And he had a great performance. So he gets a third star, the Joe Henderson award. I'm going to give that to, uh, I'm not going to I'm not giving it to Aaron Gordon out of respect, even though Aaron Gordon was definitely the best player for the magic. Um, but I, I just think that Aaron Gordon, like having watched him a little bit closely, um, you know, at least way more close than I did in previous years. Aaron Gordon is a really good player, and he's um, if he can just like be a little bit more mobile and sort of more fluid with his movements and get to the spots on the floor that he likes, he's pretty good. Like his mid range game is solid. His three point shot is solid. Like it's a little bit you know robotic, but it's kind of it's a little bit like Kawhi's to be honest. Like Kawhi's three point shot is robotic, but Kawhi can hit it. And Aaron Gordon I think is the same way. And if Aaron could just like you know. Figure out how to you know get to the rim, get to his spots, you know attack the basket and stuff. He's going to be a really good player in this league, and I thought his obviously you know crazy athlete as well. But I thought even his playmaking was good. But so I don't want to give it to Aaron Gordon, so I don't want to disrespect him. So I'm going to give it to Evan Fournier. He finally has a good game in the series. Um, Fournier was was just like literally trash. Like I'm sorry, like I'm he was so bad in games one through three. Um, that I was literally advocating for Terrence Ross to start over him, and I'm not a big Terrence Ross fan at all. But, I mean, like, 
Game one, Fournier, seven of eighteen. Game two, four of twelve. Game three, one of twelve. Right? So he has been awful. And uh wow, he's a minus thirty one in, in, in game two. Um, today, yeah, he had 19 points, 8 of 16 shooting. I, I don't think he changed his game and played that differently. He just finished a lot better in the paint. But, you know, again, playing above your level is, you know, the definition of uh, Gerald Henderson. So, uh, And then the Patrick Patterson Award for the Raptors. Uh, I don't think there is one tonight, to be honest. Like, none of the rotation players played poorly. So, um Instead, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to give it to the Magic. I'm going to give it to a Magic player. And then the Magic player I'm giving it to is Nick Busevich, who has been a massive disappointment throughout uh, this this year's playoffs. You know, I was in the was in the cab on the way back from the arena to the hotel, and uh, I was talking to Magic with the, with the with the cab driver, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, the Magic just they got to get better players." And and Vucevic, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to trade him because you know he he's just been a huge disappointment. And I think. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, it's not completely fair to Vucevic. He's had a great year, and, and you know, they can't even trade him because he's a free agent anyway. So that's actually a pretty big decision for them. But, um, I mean, again, you got to take into consideration. There are, you know, Draymond's famous line, there are – 82-game players and 16-game players. Vucevic might just be a – this is only his, like, first real playoff run, so, it's again, it's it's not entirely fair. But to me, the way I'm looking at it, like, he is kind of like – he's an 82-game player. Uh, you know, when you when you have regular defenses, when teams aren't really scouting you and stuff, uh, a big man like that who, who has good hands, who, you know, is effective around the basket, works hard, rebounds well, you know, passes all right, um, and, and even has a decent outside shot and, and people respect that outside shot, like, you know, like you're gonna be, you're you're gonna get some points. You're gonna you're, you're gonna average a couple baskets. I don't want to take anything away from his season. He was an all star, but in the playoffs, he's been very disappointing. Three of fourteen in game one, three of seven in game two. You know, he had that breakout game in game three, but they lost. And also, really, that only happened because Marcus Saw got into deep foul trouble for no reason, really. And then today, I mean, in a must win scenario, must win. He shoots five of fourteen from the field. Gets abused defensively and has 11 points as a minus 19. Like you know, if you're the Magic, you gotta really, really be careful about who you're paying this offseason. And if you want to stick with with Vucevic, then I don't know because again, the Raptors have played him really well, right? Defensively, taking away the the the, the uh, post ups, um, you know, uh, basically let him take the outside shot and then went at him on defense. Like and and he has kind of failed uh, to to adapt to that. And and if you're, you know, if you're the Magic, you gotta be careful. So. He gets the Patrick Patterson Award. 
overall, it's been a it's been it's been a very successful or successful road trip. Um, you know, the Raptors taking both games. Game three is a little bit hairy because of the foul trouble. Game four, the fouls started coming, and uh, or at least the fouls were called fairly, and all of a sudden, you know, the Raptors you know race out to this uh, twenty two point win. So feels good. Hopefully, the Raptors can just close out in five again. It looks like Philly is going to overcome Brooklyn. Brooklyn had their chance in game four, but they blew it. And so uh, Philadelphia is also up 3-1. And look, listen, you want to play Philly as early as possible because uh, Joel Embiid has that bulky knee. He doesn't really look right, at least to me. Um, And, you know, you don't want to give him extra days rest to sort of uh, let him recuperate and stuff. So take care of business. Wrap it up in five. Don't come back to Orlando. I don't want to come back to Orlando. This place, you know, aside from the weather, is, is not great. Uh, just, just not, 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 like if you have family, like you want to take your family here, that's fine. That's cool. Um, but this place is just a lot of old people and swamps. So like, you know, aside from that, yeah, I'm just, don't, don't send me back to game six. So just take care of it in five and, uh, and yeah. So thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and yeah, I'll be back after game five. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.